coming next month. Ground control. I found out where they are coming from. Ground control, do you copy? This is Lon 2. Tyrese the Troll, do you copy? They are finding passage to Earth through the void. Into the Field, Illustrated Adventures. You're listening to BCWPA Radio. Next, Into the Field, Atmospheric Beasts. How's it going? How's uh how's your weekend? Oh, it was it was pretty good. Well, actually that's kind of a lie. It was it was not as expected. Yikes. Well, it was Halloween and I expected it to be an actual Halloween. Like in my entire life I've lived in places where there's no one celebrating Halloween out on the streets. And now that Do you I think live that's a problem? Yeah. So I I expected there to be people walking around. And I bought 800 pieces of candy. I bought a frog costume. I put it on. I got the bowl of candy. I went outside in the... It was the coldest night in the last three weeks. And it warmed right back up immediately after Halloween. But of course it was the coldest then. So I went out there, I sat, and there was nobody. There was an adult, but he was dressed in like work clothes. And he had his hood up and he was like, don't look at me. Listen, (laughs) listen, you immediately go inside when a hooded man comes (laughs) up to you and asks for candy. That's something, that's a hard pass. Well, he didn't want any candy. But, you know, I was looking around and there was no streetlights on my road. And there was no no one else sitting on their porch. And to the right is the busiest street in this part of town. And then on the left is a really busy bar. And I just thought, you know, maybe this isn't the best place for kids to come trick-or-treating. No, no. you're just so excited to hand out candy, not thinking that, oh man, this is a really dangerous neighborhood, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I had really, really hoped to meet my neighbor. Well, you've been to our apartment that we moved in, New England, and you can hear everything going around. And there's this person that lives above us. I've never seen him. I think it's him. But since the day we moved in, I've heard him walking around and talking to himself. And I hear him coming down the stairs and he coughs so loud and upsettingly that I've always thinking, should I go and check on him? But every time I go to the window, he's already gone. Never seen him. What if it's not a him? What if it's uh, an it? He's a ghost or he's living in the 
the walls of that apartment and when those people leave the actual folks that live there he comes out i don't know uses their toothbrush or does i don't know i actually funny story i was living in an apartment in pittsburgh and i had someone come into my apartment and use our dishes like use my dishes and then just leave them out they didn't even wash it no how rude. No. It, it it was it was very very rude. And I was afraid they were like using my toothbrush and I oh. would throw it away and it was just like it was an interesting time in my life. Well, here's the thing about this mystery person above me. The walls in this house are super super thin. I hear everything that goes around in everyone around me's life right now. So I, I would hear this person uh, walking around. Like I could, I knew exactly where they were because they would just stop as hard as they could. And I was just thinking, what could possibly make you only stop and not ever, it was real strange. But a family recently moved in that same apartment and I don't hear the stomping anymore, but I can hear them run the water and like take a shower and use the restroom and talk. And I, I never heard most of that. I mean, I heard him whispering sometimes, but I never heard him use water or pots and pans, anything like that. Now I'm just thinking, was Did there a person up there? What, live there? what was going on? I just have more questions. Ugh. Ghost man. Ghost man. Hey, it's okay. You know what happened though? They moved in and he probably just moved into, um, I don't know, like your closet or something. He's probably in your apartment Am I, now. Yeah, he might be. You hear coughing and loud stomping? Yeah, that's Gary. Well, anyway, how was your Halloween? Did you, like, get to dress up? Well, not exactly. I did, however, I had quite an interesting trip. Well, I did get to dress up, but it was in western New York where I reside. I took a trip to Italy. I dressed up as a bat because bats are my favorite. They are the best. Um, they are the best. Wait, wait, wait. Was so it like a one-piece suit? It was It was a suit that had wings on it, and it made me feel great. Uh, so I took a trip to Italy. So I went to celebrate Halloween with my friend, Count Orlock, and the colony of his... Uh, blood-sucking besties. So like, um, it was like, on, like vampires? It was, yeah, they were vampires. I, I just hung out with a bunch of vampires, actual vampires on Halloween. They know how to party, like for sure. It's definitely weird. It was actually under a 2,000 year old temple, uh, which they have taken up to call uh, the Vatican. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. They're funny. They're funny. You would think you wouldn't, think, you wouldn't think vampires are a funny bunch, but they totally are. Ew. What did they, like, what kind of food? Because is it just, like, blood jello? Did they cater I, this party with blood extravaganzas? I um, mentally blocked out that aspect of my visit, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't leaking, like, whatever it was. Again, that aspect, I think my trauma kicked in and just totally, like, blocked it out. But the rest of the time, the non-feasting part was great. Absolutely. And it was just, like, a very unique experience. But I appreciated the special things that made them different. 
did they did they run you around real fast like Edward Cullen? Hmm. You know what? If you mention Twilight in front of actual vampires, it, you will not have a great time. You might disappear. I don't know. Wait. To keep on my on the good side of my friend Count Orlock, I am going to have to pass on anything, any info I can give. That's. But it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. That's like reading the title of the most interesting book in the world, but then no one's allowed to read it. Listen, again, the only person I'm going to talk about this is my therapist. But can can you answer one question? I can answer, yes, I'll answer a question since we are friends. I will answer this question. What happens if a werewolf gets bit by a vampire? Have you seen the Underworld movies? (laughs) No. Okay. There's sick vampire werewolf action movies with Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, they just turn into a hybrid, which they didn't want to do that with me. I know. I I asked. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's rude. If they wanted to do it, if they wanted to turn me, they would. But, I don't know, there's always been this weird bad blood between werewolves and vampires but the count and i you know have always just been on good terms we respect each other and he had to talk with his colony uh to let me in um but yeah i had a good time on the way back from italy i was honestly stunned and thrilled to have witnessed an extremely um elusive creature called air rods Speaking of air rods. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can air rods become vampires? Oh my god. Wait. Can air rods become vampires? I don't... (sighs) Yeah, I guess they could. They're a living... Living creature. What? What would they be called? Vampiric air rod. Vam rod. No, Lord. that doesn't really like. Damn. Yeah, that's that's rough. Bamrods. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's go with Bamrods because I don't oh. care. Airpires. Airpires. I like. I like. I like. I'm Ballyraven. And I'm Lycan. And we work for the Ballyraven Cryptid Wildlife Protection Agency. ECWPA for short. With members from across the globe, we collect strange and sometimes unsettling stories. Discover what's fact or fiction. And share it all with you. Join us in the field as we research the world's rarest creatures and phenomenons. But first, we have to take a trip to the archives. Air rods, also called skyfish or flying rods, discovered in 1994, 
Jose Escamilla claims to have been the first to encounter these organisms. Jose was taping celestial activity when he accidentally filmed the rods. He did not recall seeing any such thing in person, but when he went back through the footage, he saw something incredible. Creatures floating around him. September 26, 2021, a policeman describes an encounter with a sky creature while bicycling. After it rubbed against him, it floated away. He said it felt like a soft blanket and smelled like mildew. It was one of the most terrifying experiences he had ever had. He was convinced that the thing was a living creature. Reports of being physically touched say they felt as if they were being licked by a soft tongue. Human investigator Ivan T. Sanderson theorized that many UFOs are actually extremely low-density animals that call the clouds their home. For many, many years, we knew almost nothing about atmospheric beasts. Many believe they are creatures that were released from the dreamscape reality of the sentient mind, or that humans modified earthbound animals to live in the clouds as an experiment. Through modern fey technology, we are now able to travel to the point of origin to the very beginning of life for these magnificent organisms. With this new tech, we are safely transported outside of already dead stars, which are called neutron stars. Atmospheric beasts are formed in the cores of neutron stars. Within the core, subatomic organisms are living, evolving, and dying on incomprehensible scales. Eventually, the neutron star will collapse under the weight of its own gravity to create a black hole. When the neutron star collapses, it pushes out all matter, including atmospheric beasts. These life forms naturally migrate through the black hole's portal and end up here on Earth through what we call window areas. Atmospheric beasts appear as non-sapient, living animals that break the laws of nature. They are able to fly or levitate, but do not always have wings. They have the ability to change in size. Some are metallic in color, some glow. Their bodies are described as partially translucent, and as they dance through the air, they seem very fragile. Semi-solid, or almost entirely invisible. These organisms are often compared to familiar animals. Other names given to them are cloud animals or beasts, sky animals or creatures, and in the Shetland Islands, atmospheric beasts are known as it. Jesus. 
just as sea life is often hidden from view, the clouds form a vast atmospheric sea far above. It is merely an animal existing in the clouds. There are many different types of atmospheric beasts. There are flying jellyfish, sky serpents, cloud whales, and air rods. Flying jellyfish are reported to be round, bulbous, or blong. Its tendrils or ribbons are usually abnormally long and semi-transparent. These jellyfish, which float carefree through the sky, collect whatever particulate they can. A bizarre sort of filter feeder, it has no need to hunt and seems to simply avoid contact when struck. However, the chemical compounds that make up its body grant it strange physical defenses. It is next to impervious to all types of physical damage. Sky serpents are elongated, serpentine, or dragon-like in body type. These serpents move in an undulating fashion, like a snake on sand or in water. Sky serpents can take many forms, but most look similar to brine shrimp. Some reportedly breathe fire or lightning. Cloud whales are the most uncommon atmospheric beast. They may just be called whales because of their massive size. These animals may have prominent features such as mouths, eyes, and flippers, but body parts are generally arranged and shaped in a fashion that looks utterly alien. The largest category of cloud whales compared to the size of supercells. They are referred to as thunderheads. Studies showed that cloud whales are apex predators. Nothing in the sky kingdom can compete against one of these massive life forms. When these beasts die, they fall to earth as a gelatinous mass, usually green, purple, gray, or iridescent jelly that evaporates into nothing within hours. This phenomenon is also known as gelatinous meteorites, or star jelly. Reports of it are worldwide. Gelatinous meteorites are not always connected with atmospheric beasts, but more so to Fortiana that include reports of many different odd things falling from the sky. Rods are translucent, sometimes whitish in color. They seem bizarre, otherworldly, or even terrifying. They are usually four inches to four feet long. They move with extreme fluidity. Many studies prove air rods fly with some unknown method. Air rods are uniform cylinders without any difference between the head end and tail end. It usually has multiple pairs of appendages along the length of the body. Some look like fins. Others have appendages that look like very rapidly beating bees' wings. Others have wide triangular flaps similar to the manta ray. Air rods may be made of small number of thin, transparent surfaces that vibrate or beat the air very quickly. Rods may follow or play with each other. They may also follow people. Flying rods are difficult to see with the naked eye. 
clearly visible with photography or video, so make sure to bring your camera if you seek to view one. This program is brought to you by the Ballyraven Patreon and its BCWPA agents Kimberly Nichols, Ede Daniels. Anthony Ferris, Agus Mercado, Conjurdust Designs, Claire, Cryptid Clyde, Christina Baker, Tanya Downing, Julia Teague, Matthew Shang, Shelby Fulton, Donovan Scherer, Heather, Michael Shang, Tracy and Lita Puckett, T. Carter Ross, Ronald Miller, Daniel Berry, and listeners like you. A special thank you to Hole Dweller for allowing us to use his song, Departing Dwilland at Sunrise, for Into the Fields theme. Make sure to check out his music on Spotify and Instagram. The life of an atmospheric beast will be explored in full next month. <laughs>